Hey Cavs fans, welcome to the Cavs Pick and Roll Podcast, the podcast for diehard fans by diehard fans. I'm Alex and I'm here with Corey. How are you doing tonight, Corey? Well, I just watched the Cleveland Cavaliers lose their 10th game in a row, Alex. They're... You should probably stop watching, Corey. <laughs> but I'm diehard. <laughs> it's only going to make you Cavs sad. <laughs> we're, we're cursed. This is what being a diehard fan is. So they currently have the longest losing streak um, in the NBA right now. I think they had it before this game, but uh, they're playing the Pacers tonight, Alex. And it was kind of neck and neck the whole way. I thought they were going to pull it out and yeah, not happening. TJ McConnell strikes again. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, that brings back some memories. Like McConnell going off against us in that game where he had like steal after steal after steal. Oh yeah. That was only like two episodes back. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So ugly, ugly Cavs basketball continues. And we were just looking at the schedule, I think for the remainder of the year, cause they only have a few left and uh, yeah, it's kind of possible. They, they they're going to lose out here. Yeah, there's a good chance of that. They play Boston Wednesday, uh, Washington Friday, and then the Nets on Sunday. Speaking of Washington, I just saw tonight that Russell Westbrook has passed Oscar Robinson as the most having the most triple doubles in NBA history. Wow, that's nuts. That is crazy. And, and you know, it's you know, it's even more crazy about it. And I like Russell Westbrook and all that stuff. And it's it's great that he's doing all this. But at the end of the day. What did that get the team a play-in game <laughs> like next week? <laughs> you know, they're like in the 10th seed. It's like it, it, he's going to be one of those guys that if he doesn't get lucky and get on a, a contender here at some point in his career, he, he's going to be one of those guys, Alex, that, that just never gets that ring, isn't he? Well, he didn't. Uh, I mean, he didn't start the season with Washington, right? He came over. No, he got he got traded. Yeah, and, midway. Yeah. And they've they've been winning pretty much since then so uh it didn't happen right away last couple of weeks they started figuring it out because there was once upon a time the wizards were below the Cavs in the standings they the wizards were like the second worst team in the west and now they're up in the 10th seed so they've kind of figured things out over the last month or so and part of that is is westbrook starting to go off every game again and averaging a triple double and all that stuff so it's like they've won 14 of their last seven or last 18 that's pretty good oh wow yeah, that's pretty good. That's a pretty long time, man. That's 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 got to be over a course of anywhere from four to five weeks now. So for that many games, yeah, yeah. So if only the Cavs would do that. Yeah, I was just gonna say that was supposed <laughs> to be the Cavs right now, playing for that playing game. But I don't know, Alex. Things, you know, might not have gone the way we thought this year, and it's been kind of a a dreary season. But things have gotten a little wild lately. Wild, being the key word, Alex. Uh. <laughs> the tradition continues. We're going to talk about Vergeau. Oh, man. The, con- <laughs> the, the, the tradition continues. After every time we record a, a podcast episode, something freaking happens. Yeah. And two things happened. One was Kevin Porter Jr. going off for 50 points and Cavs fans losing their shit. Followed by that very same, might have been the next day, the Cleveland Cavaliers um, reports started coming out that they were going to sign the wild thing, Anderson Verschel. Yeah. I mean, a lot a lot of people like that. Like the overwhelming response was positive, I feel like, to that. It's like, oh, Andy Verschel, you know, great to be back in Cleveland. Yucky, yucky, yucky. Well, I not everybody not everybody was a fan of this. And I was just gonna say, I know I know you weren't too impressed by that move. 
No, I, I mean, I get it. Yeah. Bring him back for, you know, to finish his career off, retire a Cav. That's great and all. I just remember when he was with the Cavs, man, I could not wait to get rid of him. I was hoping the Cavs would get rid of him for like four seasons before they finally did. What was your beef with Andy? He was injured all the damn time. That dude was injured every single game. I swear to God. Oh my God. I can't, I can't even stand it. He was injured all the damn time. <laughs> you do know Kevin Love's not playing tonight, right, Alex? You do know Kevin Love's <laughs> injured for like two seasons. Verjao was injured for like eight seasons. Love's been injured like every eight year since years. Eight was injured. Didn't yeah, played I, half the season for like eight seasons in a row. It's like, dude. So, so what, what's funny about this, Cavs fans, is that, like I said, this happened like literally the next day after we released our last podcast episode. So like a week ago now, a little over a week ago, maybe. And it's funny because it wasn't a heated IM discussion, but me and Alex are going back and forth at work. And Alex does this whole big, you know, case of <laughs> why Verjao sucks. And, you know, he... He robbed the NBA or the Cleveland Cavaliers of what was it? A total of 50 million over 11 years. Well, my point was <laughs> that it was like, it was like prime LeBron years, right? That Verjao was on the it team. Was. Prime it LeBron was. years. And eight of those seasons, Verjao played less than 55 games. Eight seasons. Now that's, that's, I, I will say this. That is pretty, pretty impressive and not in a good way. I, I guess my memory for whatever reason, I, I remember him having injury issues but that many seasons of missing 55 and more. Are you kidding me? That's that seems like a lot more than what I remember. I can remember maybe two or three, but eight seasons of him missing 55 games. No, not missing 55 or only playing 55. You mean uh, playing less less than 55 games. Okay. 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 That makes more sense. Then I was going to say missing more than 55 games. He would be out of the league. Jesus. But it was funny because we were eyeing back and forth and, of course, I slid in there, you know, kind of trolling Alex a little bit. And I said, what about Kevin Love? I mean, Verjao, that's 50 million over eight years, 11 years, whatever it is. It's like two years of Kevin Love contracts and and he's missed a bunch of time. And and that was kind of during, you know, a little bit of prime LeBron years as well. But we had some fun going back and forth with that. Yeah, Alex is is not a fan of no, the, uh, the you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was saying, um, or, or you were saying, you know, Kevin Love made, you know, 60 million of those two seasons, you know, how much did Verjao make? And and I broke it down and I think it was less than 60. So Verjao's yeah, eight I, seasons was less than Love's two seasons money-wise, which is kind of crazy to, to think about. It came out to an average of like, what was it, like 6.25 mil a year or something like that Andy made over his career with Cleveland. So that was my other argument. I was like, well, fans aren't going to be that mad of a, of a bench role player that was making $6 million a year while you're trying to go for a championship and missing time versus who's supposed to be one of your best players in Kevin Love, who's, who's, who's taking you for $30 million a year. So it, it was fun going back and forth with Alex. Um, and I made the point that, uh, you know, I, I didn't get why fans like – Everyone is like so yeah. pissed at love for being hurt all the season and all last season. And it's like, but they love Andy. And it's like, how can you love Andy when he was hurt for eight Again, seasons during it, it, prime LeBron years, but you're pissed at love for being hurt during two worthless throwaway rebuild seasons. 
because Andy wasn't supposed to be the best player on your team carrying your franchise. This would be like Delhi versus Kyrie. Everybody loves Delhi because they're throwaway seasons. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It could maybe they're throwaway. Maybe they're throwaway seasons because the guy making thirty million misses (laughs) the majority of those seasons, which would have helped the rebuild. If he was out there on the floor putting up 18. And uh, we had an average of like seven players injured all season. Something stupid <laughs> like that. It wouldn't have yeah. mattered. It wouldn't have mattered. The seasons Love were washes, man. Hopefully next <laughs> season wasn't better. saving us. Yeah. You know, at least we w- we've won more games this season than we did last season. If that matters, even if it was only one or two. <laughs> it, it's uh, <laughs> to be exact. It's two more games that we've won. Uh, versus last year, which was a shortened season last year. So Ouch. take that for what it's worth. But uh, I, I'll give my quick take on the Andy signing. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I don't really just whatever. I was shocked by it, if anything. Andy's been out of the league for at the NBA, at least for, for four years now. And, uh, I, you know, why? Why are the Cavs doing this? There's got to be some other ulterior motive. Maybe it is just to retire you know, with the organization, maybe there's some other position, Alex, that they're going to kind of line up for him somewhere. Um, I, I don't know, but you know, it's just like we just said, the season's a wash anyways, it's not hurting you. It's not helping you. Um, and whatever people can get a little, you know, nostalgia over it. So whatever. I mean, he, I, I saw, he's not playing tonight, but I saw, um, in the last game, which I think was against Dallas, um, he grabbed like eight rebounds or something like that, had five or six points. You know, he still looks good out there. You know, he's just he's just old and you know, just hmm. not really gonna do much for you anymore. But whatever. And he didn't play tonight. He's not playing tonight. No, I think um the, the Cavs, I think, are resting Kevin Love and and Andy and and a couple other guys because they played last night. And, and like I said on the last episode, it's getting towards the end of the year, so a couple guys are gonna get some nights off. Well, I hope they play Wednesday night for the final home game. Yeah. Because yeah, I will well, be there. You will. Are you excited? Going to the game. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm always excited to see a Cavs game. There's nothing like it being there in person, even if they're going to get trashed. <laughs> uh, well, the, well, it's possible. The Celtics, you're, they're playing the Celtics, right? Yeah. It, it, it's possible that... The, they'll be resting their best players. I don't know. So. I think the Celtics are fighting for position, right? Oh, are they? I don't know I if they think are not. so. I have the standings up actually. Let me. Yeah. Take a look because I know they're, well, they're behind Philly behind Brooklyn behind New York. Yeah. Well, wow. They dropped. They're in the seventh seed. Yeah. They're like and... trying not to be in the play in or something. Yeah. They, they, um, yeah, it depends on what happens. They're they're like a game and a half back behind the sixth seed, and they're like a game and a half or two games a, ahead of the Hornets at the eighth seed. So yeah, depending on what happens the next couple of games, there's only a few left. Yeah, they may or may not play their players that game. Yeah, they if they're, well, if they they're locked wanna, in. They don't want to drop. They don't want to hurt eighth seed. No, they don't. They don't. So if they're locked in, you're 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 seeing. You're not going to see Tristan. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I've seen him before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wasn't impressed. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, so yeah, Andy, Andy, Cleveland Cavalier. You know, I, real quick, Alex, too. Um, it was, I think, not last night, but the night before, I did like a roster update 
an NBA 2K just to see like, you know, is Andy really on the Cavs in NBA 2K? <laughs> Was he? How wild, how wild is that? Well, I went to go do the update and I haven't done one in a while and it took a while, like 20 minutes to do the update and then I had to do the reboot and then do the install and then it's like, okay, well, I'm moving on to other things in my life. So I did the update, but I didn't actually get to play a game yet. Um, I got to do that here soon. But Man, I, want, I, I did that I just to specifically see if he's on there or not. Yeah, right? they'd have to like build his character model from scratch or pull it from four years ago and update update it. Or... Yeah, I, I kind of wonder if he's going to be not included, but I'm curious to see. It'd be kind of cool if he was in there. That'd be kind of cool. But Yeah, they got, I, I think know. they got to. <laughs> they'd have to. Well, the big, supposedly, I don't know if you saw this article, but the big push to sign Verjao was from Dan Gilbert. Supposedly he's always been a favorite of Dan Gilbert. Um, he made the push and this wasn't something that just happened overnight. This was something that was in the works for a while for whatever reason. And uh, yeah, the Cavs signed him because basically Gilbert wanted to sign him. Yeah. I just want to know if it's more for just to have him, you know, kind of retire as a Cavalier or is there going to be something after that or not? Yeah, I don't know. They, they could bring him in see. as like a big man coach or something like that. Somebody's got it. Somebody's got to replace Potapinko. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was like three years ago. But <laughs> Vitaly. <laughs> the Ukraine train. <laughs> yeah, so, anyways. What else is going on Cavs news? Uh, you know what? Else? Lindsay Gottlieb has taken a new position. She'll be joining USC Women's Basketball. Is their she head coach? She went out of this place, huh? She went out of this joint. He's uh, yeah, she's bailing out. <laughs> Quitter catching, catching a life raft. Yeah. Hey, six years. I don't blame her. That's, yeah, that's a hell. I don't of know deal. if that's. I don't know how college. I I don't know if that's guaranteed or, or how the if that works differently or not. But hell yeah, you jump at that opportunity. Yeah, six you can't years pass up the, six year deal. To be the head coach versus you know basically I I, I don't know how much room there was for her to grow. You know, we still haven't had a female NBA head coach, and I don't. I still think we're a ways away from that. So, of course, you take that opportunity, be a head coach again, be secure for six years, or sit on a rebuild team behind a couple coaches and potentially never really be able to move too far up the ladder. So, yeah, you know, good for her. You know, I I didn't I didn't have any issues with her this year. There's nothing I liked or disliked about her, and wish her nothing but the best. But she always seemed yeah, that uh, kind of, really friendly. You know, with the yeah, players, yeah. you always see her like, yeah, like yeah, talking she to them and working good, with them. Uh, yeah, she seemed to have good like communication with them and stuff. So, you know, nothing but the best for her. So, yeah, well, there's that report about, you know, the toxicity around the calves. So, <sighs> who knows? <laughs> Maybe she had to get out, man, before before more soup got thrown. Like, I, I don't really know who reported it. Was it Sam Amico that reported it first? Like, I, the first place I saw it was that, you know, Horrible Cavs Nation website that yeah, has every but every clickbait titles. Every tweet is a story at Cavs yeah. Nation. <laughs> but it, it was like report unnamed former Cavs member claims that most players would welcome a trade for sure. <laughs> yeah. What that was? What, it, yeah, Sam Amico reported it. But say that again. Was it an unnamed source or an unnamed Un, former player? Unnamed former Cavs member. Yeah, I I mean. Is it Kendra Perkins still talking shit? 
like he always is. I mean, bro, well, you are on the team think- like six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, give it up. You know, yeah. I mean, is it really somebody that was on the team last year not, and is not here now? Like, is it-, it makes me think that it was somebody that was on the team this year and is gone now. Well, I'm trying to think who. who- it's KPJ. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, you know, and, and just to be clear, the article kind of says, you know, 88% of the team would welcome a trade to another team. Yeah. Where you get 88%. Somebody did the math. I, exactly. Somebody <laughs> it's, it's went through the roster it, and said him, 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 him. <laughs> love Sammy, but I, I, he's, he's kind of been off for me a little bit lately. About a month ago, he, he had a tweet too, which huh, was another headline on Cavs nation. I have a strong hunch that Darius Garland will not be the Cavaliers point guard after this season. It's like based off of what he's the guy that is showing the most growth this year on your entire roster. In my opinion, at least, I mean, Sexton, Sexton, but he, you know, we kind of knew what he was last year. He's a scoring machine. Garland was a question mark because injuries last year and didn't have that great of a season. And, you know, and he shot up this year, right? Yeah, you saw that so, uh, that quote by Draymond Green saying yeah. Darius Garland was the hardest guard to to uh, guard because he's so herky jerky yeah. his movement. So, so what basis is it to go off of? Like, what strong hunch would you have outside of outside of Sexton or Garland? One of them being used as trade bait. Tr- sorry, trade bait to try to bring in another somewhat star quality player, right? To kind of bake break up that small backcourt you're not moving either one of those unless you're doing that <laughs> so sammy's been off for me and then yeah the whole 88 percent and but at the same time yeah you know what if you're an nba player and you're playing on a shitty team of course you would welcome being traded to the lakers or the 76ers right now or the brooklyn nets right nobody wants to be in a losing scenario right so it's nothing too like too shocking either you know what i mean whatever <laughs> suck it up take your millions of dollars and entertain me and lose more games yeah amico got a lot of backlash for that yeah 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 so. he, yeah he's kind of been off lately in my mind what about colin sexton man think he's all right yeah he does all right <laughs> I, know, I mean i mean uh you know there there was a little bit of a incident against the dallas mavericks uh yeah he might be walking kind of funny He's playing tonight. He played tonight. He, I think he is already. He put up twenty-five or something like that. But uh, you have a little bit of see? a limp. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. But did you see what happened? Yeah, yeah. He took a shot in the groin from Luca. Luca, man. There was. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was um, on the Cavs' end or Dallas's end, but somebody shot it. And Sexton, all he was doing was going to box out Luca, right? Yeah, and he kind of gave him a nice little nudge for position underneath the hoop, and Luca's just like, "What? Yeah, I'm Luka Doncic." <laughs> Turns around and just takes a karate chop right to right to Sexton's groin, and uh, ended up getting ejected for it. Yeah, it looked pretty uh, purposeful. I mean, it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it was just like it was. You could just tell it was just like a natural instinct, almost like if like in his mind, if he was like defending himself, um, which was ridiculous. I mean, all he was doing was boxing him out and it's not like he did it in a dirty way, but yeah, he, he got ejected. And um, I don't know if you saw Sexton's kind of quotes or comments after that, like, Hey, 
you know, it is what it is. It's just two guys trying to make a play and it's just a box out play. It's not a big deal. Um, I wanted to see if Luca had anything to say after the game. And all he said was I'll, I'll be on better behavior and I won't get thrown out of another game. Cause supposedly this is a second, second one in uh, this month already. <laughs> you know, right after it happened and, and the officials are talking, uh, discussing, you know, if it was going to be a flagrant or not, his face was so funny. Luca's face, his eyes were wide. He couldn't believe yeah, that it was yeah. happening, that he was getting, he was like rejected. in shock. Yeah. Right. I, again, it just, but I love that though, because every once in a while you got to put the elite players in the league, like in, in check, especially in a scenario like that. Right. It's one thing they're going to get, the, they're going to get the calls. They're going to get the foul calls. They're going to have a lot of things go their way. But when something like that blatantly happens and it's like, it's on camera, you're watching it on replay. Yeah. You throw his ass out of the game. You know, there's, there's nothing else to be done in that scenario. So just, just weird. <laughs> yeah, it was so random. Very random, very random. So I wanted to shout out um, a player on the Cavs who has lately at least been somewhat of a positive out of the many negatives, Isaac Okoro developing a little bit of an offensive game here. Um, I don't know if you watched a couple games back, Alex or not the Phoenix suns game. That was a wild game back and forth game ended up going in overtime. Um, the Cavs get creamed in overtime, get outscored 20 to four. <laughs> 20 to four in overtime, mm -hmm. which is what only like a five minute quarter or something like that. <laughs> they ended up losing that game, but a man, he was, he was crazy on offense, had a career high 32 points, just doing a little bit of everything. And uh, that's very nice to see. And tonight against the Pacers, he dropped 22. Um, and I was watching some of the game before we started recording and he was doing some things out there and it just, I'm, I, I he has, he has the building blocks, Alex. He has the size. He already has the defensive end, which half the league doesn't have. Man, if he can just develop a consistent offensive game, you might have something special with him. Yeah, he played really well that game. And uh, everybody else kind of didn't that play that well. <laughs> yeah, no, he kept this in that game. Sexton yeah. had a good game too. Sexton had like 29 or something but it's oh, basically those two guys yeah i thought sexton had an off game that game for some reason no was... no no okay he, he 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 was up there too and uh let me go verify that though before i <laughs> go much further yeah sexton had 29 Kuro had 32 Kuro played 47 minutes crazy um but i like what i saw and i like what i've seen out of him this year overall but it's just nice seeing him have some breakout games here late and, uh, you know, that means he's still working, you know, he's a young guy that could have let the season get to him, right? One, it's, it's long, it's a lot longer than a college season and just the grind. He's guarding the best players in the league every night. And here he is still kind of evolving his game, even though the team is crap and the season's about done. He's still, he's still doing things, you know what I mean? And improving. So it's nice to see him doing that. And I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if this is true or not. And I don't remember if this was somebody randomly on Twitter or if it was one of the, 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 the sports writers locally or nationally. I can't remember who it was, but somebody pointed out that, and it's almost laughable to compare it, but somebody pointed out that Kawhi's rookie season with San Antonio, he only averaged, you know, seven or eight points per game. 
different scenario because the, the Spurs were a little bit better. Uh, you know, I think Tim Duncan was still around and some of those other guys uh, versus what the Cavs are right now. But, you know, you never know, right? I mean, not everybody is a breakout star their first season. And I just, I just like what I see with them. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, he's coming along. Um, yeah, next year will be interesting to see how, you know, how he does his sophomore year. Yeah, should see yeah, a lot of improvement, especially if he can, you know, develop a shot in the off season. And just imagine if he has the same kind of growth Garland did from year one to year two, because Garland is, you know, way better than last year, right? Um, he had a pretty big, significant jump this year, and. You know, if Akuro can do that next year, I think you have your starting small forward for the for the foreseeable future. So that's yeah. one thing, Cavs fans, to get excited about. Eventually, <laughs> the lone bright spot. <laughs> lone bright spot. Yeah. So I don't know, Alex. Should we play some uh, some shoot it or pass it? Yeah, let's do it. I'm trying, Why not? I'm trying to think if I even have any. Damn it. Well, I got some, so I'll okay. go first. All right, let's hear it. So, Cavs fans, if you missed last, the last episode, we are uh, kind of incorporating a new segment into the podcast. Um, got to credit Alex for this, for giving it the name, but it's called Shoot It or Pass It, where we give each other a couple of hot takes. And if we like it, we shoot it. And if we don't like it, we pass it off for Deli in the corner to brick it, brick a three of his own. All right. <laughs> so I got my first one here for you, Alex. After having bad luck in the draft lottery and back to back years now by sliding back in the draft position instead of sliding up, the Cleveland Cavaliers will land a top three pick in this year's NBA draft lottery. Ooh. Nice. I'm going to shoot it. I'm taking that. I think the Cavs are going to land a top three pick. I think, I think so it's, too. I think, I think it's coming back around. You know, I think it's coming not back top around three, too. It'll be at least top five. Yeah. They're currently tied right now for the fourth worst record in the league. Uh, actually, you know, I don't know if Orlando was playing. That's who they were tied with. Now they would technically uh, be the third worst if Orlando didn't play tonight and lose as well. So they are in a prime position. Um, and they've been here before, right? They were tied for the worst record last year and they fell back. So maybe by being not the worst, but maybe kind of three, four, five, maybe they'll have some good luck and finally move up. I'm taking shoot it here as well, Alex. Alex, I think they're due. Hell, it's been too long since they've had a first overall pick. Let's go get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I keep reading that it's like a, you know, it's a five man draft. Like as long as you're in the top five, there's, you know, five great players at the top. You got Mobley, uh, Cade, Jalen, uh, Suggs. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm not looking forward to it, to be honest with you. I hate that we're we're going to have to have another year, another discussion around some young kids we don't know <laughs> that we're hoping is going to save us. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> this team really, I, I hate to say it, and I know Cavs fans will disagree because – I get it. We're Cleveland. No, no top tier free agents going to sign here unless you throw him Kevin Love money. And it's probably the wrong guy if he is signing here for that kind of money. And the only saving grace feels like the draft. But man, it gets to a point to where you you don't need a bunch of nineteen year olds. You need someone that knows how to win and can carry the team. 
which is what Kevin Love is supposed to be. <laughs> but you need somebody else now. Yeah. So, um, but here's hoping that they can they can land a top three and and nail that pick to really help them you know propel next year and do what they were supposed to do this year. Okay. Yeah. My, my, my second shooter to pass a question for you, Alex. Kobe Altman will be relieved of his duties as the GM of the organization this offseason. Damn. I'm going to pass it. I'm going to say no. He'll, st- he'll still be with the Cavs. I, I, don't, I can't see him getting let go. I think Dan really likes him. He's Dan's guy. You think so, huh? And I don't think he's been doing that bad of a job. I think uh, there's thinking, just thinking, too uh, many, too many variables that were outside of his control that led to the way the season ended up. So I don't know, man. I don't think Gilbert it's his fault. Andy. Gilbert likes Andy. What if Andy's going to be the new GM? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> so I'll, I'll I'll give you this. Here's my take on it. Um, yeah, he can't control that there's injuries, whatever. But at the same time, here's here's the case that, from what I see, Cavs fans are starting to build against Colby Altman. The team underperformed this year. Yes, they had injuries, but they underperformed. It only have two more wins than last year's total, which we talked about earlier, which was a shortened season last year. Go make a trade. Go do something. Go make a signing. Go find somebody to help you out. Okay? So that's the first thing. They underperformed. Second thing, Andre Drummond's situation. You paid him to sit, and then you lost him for nothing. Yeah. Okay, so a lot of people are starting to play that card against him. Hey, we were getting you know, wins next, when Drummond was on the team, too. You were. You were. You were getting wins early in the season. Remember, we were the number one defensive team for a little while early in the season, and a big part of that was Drummond because he was, you know, he would get like two steals a game, and you were playing better defense, and you were, you were playing pretty well beginning of the year. So you paid him to sit at the end and you lost him for nothing. Here's a big one that Cavs fans will probably hold for the rest of their lives. KPJ lost a potential future star for nothing. Just depends how he turns out. Really? It does. And by the way, Houston's the worst team in the league right now. Yeah. He had a, he had a 50 point game, but it's not like he's turning that franchise around. He's a good building block. Let's see where it's, where it goes. Um, And that one does sting, but yeah. Cavs fans are holding that one over Colby Altman for the rest of his days. And the last thing, which I know um, it's, it's difficult to do, but you still have Kevin Love on the team. You, gotta, <laughs> you, you, had, you had to find some kind of way to move him. And what I don't remember, Alex, I wanted to see if you remember this or not. Who was the GM when Caleb resigned? It wasn't Griffin, right? Cause Griffin was gone. Wasn't Griffin gone. When Love resigned. Year? Didn't Altman didn't Altman sign him to that deal? Yes, which is which makes it even worse. I thought so because I thought Griffin was gone. I don't even think he came back the next year after we won the championship. I think they they had their splitting of the ways that off season, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Yeah. So Colby Colby Altman signed one of the players in the league that everybody you know historically says has one of the worst contracts in the league right now as well. And then there's others that, that say, well, the rookies aren't turning around your franchise either. The list kind of, the list is starting to build, uh, the case is starting to build against Altman. Yeah. But Altman got Drummond for nothing. He got Jarrett Allen for nothing. He got Tory and Prince for nothing. I agree. He he's made some nice moves as well. Um, He just had some blunders 
with Drummond and KPJ and, and not being able to move on from love and stuff like that. And, and again, I think with the team underperforming, you know, having another losing season, um, not making any kind of real growth in any way, you're another bottom feeder team. It just, it gets to a point to where somebody has got to pay, pay for that. Right. And last week's shooter to pass it. We both said that we thought JB's job was safe, bigger staff, right? Somebody's going to take the fall. GM would be the next guy potentially. And if that does happen, it'll happen quick because if you're, you're the owner of the team and you're thinking about replacing your GM, you're doing it before the draft. Right. Right. So it'd be, it'll be very interesting when the Cavs season ends here in another, what is it a week or so? Um, you know, keep, keep, <laughs> I'll be keeping my, my eyes glued to see if any kind of news comes out here, you know, by, by the mid end of the month of May, if something like that happens, cause that's, if it does happen, that's when it's going to happen. It's going to yeah. happen right away. I doubt it. I'm passing that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say they at least fine. they they both get at least one more season, in my opinion. But who knows? You yeah, know. I, yeah, yeah. I would say they're on the hot seat one more one more year. Um, yeah, there, there's plenty of Cavs fans that are ready to shove them out the door now. So. Who, whoever signed Andy to this ten day should get fired. Whoever that is, <laughs> who's that? Dan Gilbert. I, I, you I, said I, I, can, can we well, fire did, Dan Gilbert? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what Andy's <laughs> contract is. I never even saw. A <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter because the Blazers are paying them more. So yeah, two mil. All right, my last one, my last shooter to pass it. Matthew Delvadova has played his last game as a Cleveland Cavalier. Shoot it, he's gone. You heard it here first, folks. Delhi yeah. hey. is gone. His last game as a Cavalier has already been played, and you will not see him in a Cavs jersey again. Yeah, Except in kinda, maybe four years when he signs a 10-day deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel the same. He, he's been out with with I, I, another injury. I don't know I don't know exactly what it is, but he's he's listed as done. He's been done for a little while. And yeah, I think the Delhi experiment um, is, is done. They need to find a better veteran that could do a little bit more for you. Uh, like I like I have always felt Delhi can come in and play a couple of games for you as the starter if needed, but he's going to you know kind of get crushed or not be able to perform as what some of these other backup point guards can. Um, you know, even just scoring wise, some teams backup scoring guards, you know, can come in and drop twenty on you. Delhi ain't doing that. You know what I mean? So I, I think I think the Cavs finally move on from Delhi. No, yeah, Delhi as well. And uh, you know, I've been a little disappointed with Delhi because he seems like he lost his shot. He used to be a pretty solid, like three point shooter. I mean, he's still a good assist man. He, you know, he's got great court vision. He can pass the ball for sure and get some alley oops, but he's just not knocking down that three like he used to. No, there's really no offensive game to him anymore. Um, His shot looks very ugly. Um, I heard he changed it and it just, I, I thought I heard something like he's only made like three threes or something like that. Something ridiculous like that this year, although he's been out for a lot of the season, but um, yeah, he just has, he just has no offensive game. He's great at running, running the offense and getting assists and all that. It just isn't enough anymore. And, you know, he's, he's not as quick as what he once was, you know, he's not that bulldog defender like he once was. So those are the type of things that got him into the league and kept him around for as long as he, he, he was, but as he's getting older and the injuries are happening and you know, that that's starting to fade 
And I think the Cavs finally move on and 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 try to find somebody else to play that role. Yeah. But just like they moved on from uh Thon Maker. <laughs> yeah. Marquez Bolden. Yeah, no, former former Cavs legends. Throw some names out there, yeah. Well, that's my three shooter to pass. It's uh, man, I, I'm, I'm coming up with blanks here. I, I just cannot think of anything. <laughs> well, I, I, I had some hard to make this earlier. <laughs> I thought of a couple earlier. That, I don't know. Mike Brown will come back and be a coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers again for the fifth time. Oh my God. Is he still with Golden State? I don't know. I don't I think he is. Who knows? Who cares? That's crazy. I don't know if he is or not. <laughs> we thought about it too long already. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, I had a, I had a bonus one, but mine was exactly about that that Sam Amico report. You know, do you do you buy that 80 percent of the team and welcome a trade to another team? No. Um, no way. Yeah, it's too high. You're saying only one or two guys, like three guys, want to stick around, and unless you're saying two guys, Kevin Love is 88 percent of the team. Yeah, there you go. That's possible. <laughs> That's possible. There's some guys that are in a good position because they are fringe players to begin with. No disrespect, and they're getting run. Dean Wade is getting run. He's not going to get that on the Lakers, right? He's he's going he's going to never see any time if he was on an actual contending team right now. So you have young guys like that that are kind of getting an opportunity to show what they can do. And then you have guys like Jared Allen and Sexton who's going to get paid a whole bunch of money this offseason. So that number is a little bit high for me at 88%. Yeah, what do you think, Jared Allen? Is he getting a max deal? Most likely. Most likely. I think you're going to have to to keep him because some other team will offer it to him. It's it's uh, we talked about it last year our lot last year last podcast episode. Be ready, you're going to have a lot of money tied up between Kevin Love, Colin Sexton, and Jared Allen. You're going to have close to 100 million tied up, potentially yeah. anywhere from 80 80 to 100 million. And I think we still have Sexton one more year on his rookie deal. Nah, I don't think so. I thought no? he was up this year. Yeah, I think he's up this year. I could be wrong. Hmm. That'd be good if he had one more year because it'd buy us some time because here's the scary part about it. I thought so that too, but now I'm looking at uh, basketball reference and it's showing Colin Sexton making six and a half million for next season. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good then. That's good. Cause that buys us some time. Cause I was going to say, you don't want to have that much money be tied up and be a bottom feeder team, right? You want to have that much money tied up for three, you know, your three best players and your, uh, a perennial playoff team at that point, if you're investing that much in the, in the, in the NBA players. Jeez. Torian Prince is making 15 next yeah, season. Yeah. Yeah. He was making 13 this year. So it, it's going to be, and we'll get into the off season talk here. We'll, we'll take deeper dive looks at the salary and, and you know, there, there there's going to be a little bit more money going or, you know, a little less money going around, I should say uh, with the Allen signing, that that'll be coming. And if Kevin loves still around, that obviously eats into your salary as well. So future episodes, look forward to Alex digesting all of that. There we go. So, yep. But with this one, I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, want to thank you Cavs fans as always for tuning in and listening. And Alex, you want to let them know where they can follow us and connect with us. Follow us on Twitter at Cavs pick and roll. 
We've got a Facebook page, Cavs Pick and Roll Podcast, and uh, shoot us an email, uh, Cavs Pick and Roll at gmail.com. We'll take uh, any of your questions, comments uh, on the show. Uh, let us know. All right, Cavs fans, hang in there. Season's almost over. <laughs> Peace out, Cavs fans. Thank you.